Welcome to Invoking Witchcraft, the podcast where the sacred and profane come out to play. So call the quarters and set the round. It's time for another episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Invoking Witchcraft. My name is Britton, and I am here with my fabulous co-host. Jay Allen Cross. Very happy to be here. How you doing, Jay? You know, it's been it's been a time. We've Mm -hmm. had uh, an interesting last few weeks. We've had an interesting last couple of years. (laughs) Um, Things are very real. It's starting to become more and more apparent that this is indeed an apocalypse that we are going through. This is an end of the world that we know it. And shit out there is getting very scary. Very quickly. um, In a lot of ways that many of us didn't ever think were possible. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I do feel like it is going to get worse. And so to everyone who is out there listening to this right now, please, please, please just know that it is okay not to be okay. It is okay for your heart to hurt during these times. And it's okay to take a break. It's okay to put down the social media. It is okay to enjoy a few moments, days, or weeks of ignorance. You can rejoin the fight absolutely when you are ready, but this is stuff that none of us have had to actually face before, especially this many things, different things at once so quickly. So please just take care of yourselves. Know that we are here. Know that we love you. um, And we always appreciate you coming to visit us here. And just take care of yourselves out there, okay? Yeah, definitely take it easy. I have had to go through periods of where I I educate myself about what's going on. And then I just get just enough information to know what's happening. And then I pull back and I close the curtains and I just do things that are pleasurable. Um, I think it's possible to be actively engaged, but also find pleasure in your daily life. It doesn't need to be, we don't need to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. um, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's good to go outside. You know, I was actually, you know, I live in Eastern Oregon. It's fucking still snowing uh, May 11th. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like Uh, good old Eastern Oregon. (laughs) It's barely spring. And I was standing in front of a Bimart waiting for the Bimart to open and they had all these plants out out front. And I went over and found um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Clematis. Yeah. And they had all these clematis vines and one of them was flowering. Only one of them. And the flower had its it's like back was turned to me. So I turned the flower around and I looked at it and I realized I hadn't seen a flower. for like eight months and it brought me so much joy just to be standing in front of a bimart looking at a flower (laughs) it was and i was like wow i really needed to see this flower today um so stop and literally go look at some flowers listen to some bird song it really does change your brain space exactly you know like you're saying be informed do what you can 
but then step away when you need to and and go find a flower go find something like that's something i'm i'm realizing more and more as these days go by is that it's really important to find a whole lot of joy in the little things mm-hmm. like just stupid things like you know like i found a dandelion like you be stoked out of your mind about that dandelion because like you know our our all we really have right now are the little things that make us happy so if there's a little thing that makes you happy like feel free just to like go go full ham on it with the happiness like just yeah just let it out yesterday i was looking at some clouds and i'm like bro like what even are clouds like clouds or some weird, crazy yeah. earth shit, like just flying through the sky, being all fluffy and shit. I don't know. I, I, I may have been stoned. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but like with the with the little things that make you happy, like my husband and I, we, we finally got a house. So for those of you who have been following my little saga here, we finally got a place, uh, which also means that we now need to actually like decorate it or like get house things. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really had a place that was big enough to really do anything like that in until right now. And so, (laughs) so my husband works as an interior design consultant and I, (laughs) this, so he hasn't really, we haven't really tried to decorate the same space together yet. And now he's starting to understand how basic I truly am. He might be judging me, but I'm just over here trying to live, laugh, love. With my signs oh my god and my you know love love grows here you know just me and my terrible tacky wine mom signs that i would just really love and i might have also bought dish towels that have like lavender embroidery on them because well that's cute at right? least it doesn't say live laugh love i kind of want to live laugh love sign though oh my I, god <laughs> i i am i i i told him i'm like i'm getting one ugly sign probably one of those ones that says like bless this home and all who enter like whatever it is like i really want to bless this mess sign yes because i'm just tacky and i love it go for it i'm extremely basic and i won't apologize for it because it makes me happy like you should see me in the fall when i'm at my most powerful i have uggs i have scarves pumpkin spice everything my name is Haley, spelled with way too many vowels for no reason i am in it (laughs) <laughs> h-e-i-g-h-l-e-i-g-h That's oh me. my god Haley. Haley. if there's anyone out there named Haley right now i'm so sorry love you no shade <laughs> Haley's a great name i love that for you live laugh love a little lavender yeah. embroidered dish towels like just yeah. go for it just stupid shit like that that just makes me happy especially like i'm like you know what it's the apocalypse i'm gonna buy a thomas kincaid painting because it makes me happy when i look at it like right right yeah and a little bit like i'm in a dentist's office but yeah 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 (laughs) i'm in the i'm in the process of potentially relocating back to western oregon so i have kind of been thinking about home things and i want to buy more art you know what i mean yeah. Uh, one of my favorite artists on Instagram, um, their Instagram handle is I am Ron Nicole. And they mm-hmm. do these plaster reliefs of like flowers. And they are, Ooh. they're 3D and they are the coolest, most soothing thing to look at because they do um, these very like pale pastel color schemes with these reliefs of like flowers embedded it's really hard to describe it if you just go to i am ron nicole on instagram go look at their art absolutely stunning beautiful works and i really i when i get a new place i want to start buying more art from 
artists that I follow and stuff. That so is, I love it when we find just like all kinds of cool art shit on the Instagrams, mm-hmm. like new people. That's how I found Vanessa Stockard, who I was talking about in one of our other episodes with Thea or Thea. We also love it when you guys do invoking witchcraft artwork. We have had um, someone do that before. Um, Water of Whimsy on Instagram did a little invoking witchcraft art. Um, And I I love their page too, especially if you're into kind of like that watercolor kind of aesthetic. They do some really cool stuff. Wow, Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a little while ago. So if you guys have like mad art skills or even not mad art skills, maybe maybe you suck, but you still want to make art. Make art and... Invoking witchcraft art, maybe share it with us. We love it. Or maybe you're an edgy meme lord and you want to make invoking witchcraft memes. Like we've had some folks do that. Um, and they were yes. fantastic memes. Like I, I love a good meme to lift the spirits, change your headspace. Like, yes, memes are a small pleasure. They're also an art form. Like they have become an art, they've become an art form. It's I just love them. I love it. I love yeah. Them. All right, you guys, should we actually talk about our topic today? Should that be a thing? Yes, but before we begin, I want to let our listeners know that I am in a small travel travel trailer today. Um, I've got a great internet connection. There's some uh, there's a whiny dog in the background who wants to go outside and play, but I'm not letting her because she tends to be kind of barky when she's outside. So we're enclosed in this space, so you may hear some whining you might hear the weird rumblings of the trailer making their noises. So just want to give you all a heads up if you hear some weird stuff in the background. Just some ambient trailer ASMR. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it. That's going to be our next podcast is just trailer sounds. All right. So today we are going to continue our conversation about becoming a professional tarot reader Today, we're going to get into kind of two main topics, which is kind of like developing and the importance of something that we like to call tableside manner, um, as well as just some kind of like best business practices, advice, things like that. I would like to say at the very top of this that neither one of us are business coaches or accountants or tax expert people. So, or lawyers. Yeah, or lawyers. We are none of that. We're just simply telling you about our journey, things that we've learned, things that um, are helpful. But if if you are going to enact anything, definitely consult with a professional and all that. So when we first begin our business here, I have that we start off, at least personally, where I like to start off is kind of like creating like a code of ethics or something that we would like to follow or kind of like, you know, what is it that my business, you know, wants to accomplish, what it wants to stand for, what are things Mm -hmm. that I feel comfortable doing? What are things that I don't feel comfortable doing? Do you, do you have things like that in your um, business where you're like, you know what, ethically speaking, I'm, I I don't do this. Like sometimes tarot readers don't do things like health readings um, for ethical reasons. Um, do, Do you have things like that as well? Yeah. So, gosh, this is like very multi-pronged for me. Um, one, I went through uh, Sarah M. Chapel's Holistic Business Academy. You can find Sarah M. Chapel at Sarah M. Chapel on Instagram, and you can find her uh, uh, Holistic Business Academy program. It is a it's for witchy folks who have witchy businesses, 
And one of the first things that she has you work through is uh, your core values of your business and identifying what your values are and then being able to express them through your business is really, really important, which I think opens up to ethics. I personally do not do health readings. I do not do mental health readings. I do not do third person spying readings where somebody is like, can you tell me what my ex-boyfriend is up to right now? I won't do I won't do that. Um, uh, Yeah, not into that. So it's all about my main goal when I do a reading with someone. And this is what I established when I went pro is that I want to help the individual who is coming to me. It's about Mm -hmm. them. Even if they're inquiring about another person that they're involved with, I make it about them. It's for them. In their path and their journey. So I always put the focus on the clients and what they're going through and looking at options, uh, looking at the mirror of things. That's kind of my approach. What about you? Yeah. I think that's a great way. And I, I love that you bring up like core values too, because that's like a great way to kind of establish, okay, like here are my core values. And then like you said, ethics follow behind that. So for instance, like one of my main core values in mine is honesty. Yes. Because I I know that when people come to me, they are paying me quite a bit of money to mm-hmm. do what it is that I do. And so the least I can do is be very upfront with them. Like, you know, like spell service. Like, hey, I'm happy to try this for you. I do tend to have a good success rate. However, this is magic. I cannot guarantee you that this is going to come through. And I need you to know that ahead of time. Also, if people come to me and they want a spell from me that either, number one, I know isn't going to work right off the bat, mm-hmm. or two, I know that I haven't been successful with in the past, I'm going to straight up be like, no, that's not going to work out. I still have people, though, that are like, well, I still want to pay you and have you take a whack at it. And I'm like, okay, I'm happy to try. I'm happy to give it everything I can. But... I tell them ahead of time. I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't think this is going to work. And they're like, well, I would still like you to try. Okay, I can try. But we both need to know full disclosure going into this, whether or not, especially if I think it's not going to be working out. Like, we definitely need to know full honesty here, what may or may not happen, um, which is really important. So kind of like having that honesty, being able to like be really transparent about what it is that I can and can't do. Or things that I also things that I won't do as well, because mm-hmm. I also get a lot of requests for things like, you know, oh, um, this guy I've never met before. Can you bind him to me and make him love me forever and ever? And I'm like, no, that sounds no. horrible. Like, yeah, it sounds awful. <laughs> like that's not a thing. So like, and then I think so many other core values are like honesty, compassion, mm-hmm. of course, em- empathy. Um, Right. And then like respect and, and respect is, is big because it's so broad. It's like, I'm going to respect you by being honest with you. I'm going to respect you by like not sharing the crap that you tell me in our consultations with other people. Cause that's none of their business. Right. Mm-hmm. So like all that stuff. So yeah, core values and then ethics will follow that, which is yes. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that for sure. Yeah. Um, And something too, that's also important along these lines as well is like, so, okay, so you decided with your core values and with your ethics, like say that you have decided that you're not going to do health readings. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
what are you going, what is the plan when someone sits down at your table and asks for that? Right. How do you handle it? Politely decline. And then you can redirect them and say, well, maybe we can look at things from this lens Mm -hmm. or we can shift the topic that we're talking about. I think that's totally possible because a lot of the time when you do sit down with a client, there is kind of like an, a negotiation of like how you're going to approach the reading and yes. you both kind of like come to a good question together. Like I find that really works well with me because sometimes folks are just, they come, they come to your table with a feeling. They're like, here's how I'm feeling about a situation. And I'm like, okay, then let's figure out a good question to ask, you know, that mm-hmm. like, Sometimes the question is more important than the answer. Yes. A lot of yeah. time it is. And, and that's very, very wise. Um, yeah. And, and that framing of the question, too, is so important because, you know, like you're talking about people come to you and are like, I want you to spy on my ex-boyfriend and, and see what he's up to. Like, and I'm like, unless there's like something going on there, like he's like sent, served them with legal papers or whatever, and they need to know what's happening or something like that. Like that's maybe a right. little bit different. But if they're just like, I just need to know what he's up to. Then it's like, how about instead we do a spread on what's going to be most helpful for you and your healing and moving on from this relationship. Right. And sometimes right. You that's going to piss off your client. But it, that's yeah, like it will. And you can, always, you can always just redirect them and be like, well, you know, you got an Instagram account. Just go fucking snoop their profile. Like, no, there's no stopping you. Like, just go. Right, there's no stopping. Go snoop like the rest of us, and right. let's we're use all this doing it. Special time to <laughs> actually accomplish something that's going to like help grow you a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when grow. people come to me and are like, you know, I want you to bind this man to me forever, and it's like, how about we do some self love spells? Um, yeah. How about we do some confidence and self esteem, like, or some healing work, things like that. Um, which yes, sometimes your clients are, are very offended by that. Um, but a lot of the time though, a lot of the time when I bring that up, people kind of go, okay, you're right. Like, yeah, yeah, it's time. And I'm like, okay, good. Like, that's really what brought you here in the cosmic sense is for that. And I'm always happy when people are like, yeah okay (laughs) they're like that is actually what i need isn't it and you're like yes here we go yeah shall we talk tableside manner yes let's what is tableside manner tableside manner it's a lot like bedside manner when you're a doctor it's just kind of like how you interact with your clients how you put them at ease um this is also like where ethics come in as well um letting them know what your ethics are being having that transparency And also how you handle, like, when you do this work, whether it's healing work or tarot reading or whatever it is, people come to you with all the little broken pieces of themselves and just kind of set them on the table for you. And we have to realize that that's a very vulnerable thing a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. And how we handle those little broken pieces is really important Mm because they're they're little fragile pieces. And... That's and they're often pieces that they don't show other people, and you're oftentimes a stranger to them. So how do we how do we make that experience the best? Do you do you have a way that you like to kind of put people at ease, or do you have like mm-hmm. a way you go into that at all? 
Yeah, I love to kind of introduce myself and let folks know what my MO is as a reader and like what my method my methods are and um, my approach to the tarot, how I personally view the tarot. I like to mm-hmm. let, let folks know that. I also like to inquire, um, and it usually, it kind of puts people on the spot sometimes where I'm like, how much knowledge do you have of the tarot? And it's not to question their knowledge or anything. It's just like, I want to know what their familiarity is with the tarot. Um, because sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you'll be reading for another professional tarot reader or somebody who's mm-hmm. never even touched a tarot deck. So it's really good to know um, what their level of understanding of the tarot is. And then um, I like to let them know that everything they share with me is absolutely confidential. Um, yes, that that's we, so big. It's huge. And that, you know, this is a space that we are facilitating together. We're co-creating a space to explore avenues and options and maybe doing a little bit of mirroring and stuff with where they're at in their life or whatever their situation it is that we're dealing with. So I kind of like to set that as the tone for the conversation and exploration that we're going to do with the cards. Um, That's kind of how I like to warm up my clients and let them know, you know, what kind of adventure we're about to go on together. Yeah, exactly. Just having like a little speech at the beginning where you kind of like, I like to start with questions like you're talking about, you know, are you familiar with the tarot or like, have you ever had a tarot reading before? Um, is going to kind of give you a little bit of an idea about how much of this you're going to have to explain. Cause like, if you're working with another you know professional tarot reader, you're probably not going to have to explain like, you know, Oh, this is what the two of swords means. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're not going to have to like go through that whole journey with them. I like to tell people as well, like, you know, the tarot actually rarely tells us something that we don't already know. It just helps us to kind of like unwind it all a little bit to see it. And that tends to put people at ease too, because they're worried that I'm just going to be like, oh, here's this surprise info that's going to completely rock your world. And sometimes, sometimes that does happen, but Mm -hmm. um, it's that tends to put them at ease a little bit and also talk about confidentiality. You're like, I'm not here to tell your secrets. I'm also not here to judge you because let me tell you when you do professional tarot readings, right. people's stuff comes out. All their skeletons comes out. The affair that they're having comes out. The um, the thing they did two weeks ago that they're not really proud of comes out. Um, the thing that sometimes it comes out that they're lying to a bunch of people. Like, yeah. And our job here isn't to judge them. Our job here is to help them walk through this area of their life. We are just kind of like a, a, a shepherd or whatever. This is kind of like, here, I'm just kind of escorting you. Maybe mm-hmm. we're kind of like a fairy person or whatever, you know, on the little boat, taking them from one side to the other. Um, our job isn't to judge them or their journey. It's We're just here to be messengers at that point. And yeah. so just letting them know, like, I'm not going to be telling everybody what we saw here and not only is that helpful just to create a better vibe, but also let me tell you, it is the worst thing ever to try and do a tarot reading for somebody who is super closed off. Oh, it never works. It never works. It's awful to give someone a tarot reading like that. So if you can put them at ease and have them comfortable and open, then your tarot reading is going to go so much better because you guys Mm. can create that, that link, that connection. And you can start picking up the psychic stuff from there. Absolutely. There is a distinct, 
feeling when you're working with a person who is like nervous, uh, closed up and feeling uh, kind of nervous to share stuff versus a person who is quite open. They're willing to be vulnerable with you. They feel at ease and they feel safe. So ultimately what you're trying to do with a client is create a safe space and a safe container for them. Like it is for them. And Mm -hmm. you have as a, as a um, professional reader, you kind of have to like empty yourself, you know, to kind of clear the channels out. And that is what a herbalist teacher taught me that if you're sitting with a client, you need to empty yourself and really deeply listen to what the client is saying because sometimes they're telling you things indirectly. You, you kind of have to read between the lines mm-hmm. because, you know, they could be wanting to express something specific, but it comes out in a different way. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having good people skills, having mm-hmm. a high level of empathy, a high level of compassion is a, I would say, a prerequisite. Yes. To being a professional tarot reader because you're holding very vulnerable space with people. Like I can't tell you how many times I've sat with people and the reading has ended in tears. Yeah. Like, like happy tears, but also sad tears, you know? Yeah. And you got to hold space for folks like that. And sometimes you're hugging and you're mm-hmm. like, we're going to follow up and, and all that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be there for them during yeah. that. You can't just drop bombs on people and then just be like, well, have a great day. It was nice to see you. Like, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to be there for them. And two, it's interesting, you're talking about like creating this container or like this space. And I think that's really important too, is part of Tableside Manor as well is where is your ta- your table? Where Where is the container this is happening in? Yeah. Like choosing the, the place is really important because like a lot of times people are like, oh yeah, I'll meet you at like a coffee shop and like do this reading. And it's like, number one, if you're... Like I tend to work in small towns. And so like if you're at a coffee shop, people are going to be coming up to you all the time or people are going to be listening mm-hmm. in and know kind of what's about it. So like that's not a good place to have someone like cry at the table in a coffee shop. Like, you know, that's not that's not the ideal place. Or there's also this thing that happens where as soon as you get out tarot cards and start putting them on the table, like crowds form, people just show up to like watch you know, and you have to kind of be like, Hey, could you not? And that's your job as the reader to kind of be like, cool, here's my card, you know, set up a time with me if you want. But like, this is, this is private time with this person. This person doesn't need their life sitting here on the table broadcasted for other people's entertainment. That's not something that needs to be a thing. Right. Choosing your location uh, for yourself and for your client is super important. Uh, I might go off on a slight tangent. I used to do these readings once a month uh, here in Eugene at this cannabis consumption event. So it was like a public it was kind of like um, like going to a bar, but instead it's like cannabis only. And it was like a private space. It was like uh, women only. And uh, it was like, it was really fun. It wasn't my vibe. I don't really smoke weed or consume it in Mm -hmm. any way. Um, But, (laughs) you know, I had to choose my location. Uh, You know, like, I didn't want it to be too drafty. I didn't want to be by a door. I didn't want to be like, like high foot traffic and all of that. So I I chose a very warm corner. Um, It was very Mm -hmm. private. And 
um, people could then sign up with me. But um, it is weird when you're doing uh, tarot readings for folks where there is a substance use happening, like drinking or cannabis. It gets kind of weird. And let me tell you, you're getting hot boxed in a (laughs) cannabis consumption event. And I remember when I was done at the end of the night, I stepped outside and got in my car and I was like, I'm high. I didn't have a single puff of weed, but I am stoned. And so it, it like created this really interesting vibe uh, with my clients that I was working with that night. And some of them I couldn't quite reach because of, of the, Mm -hmm. the substance consumption and stuff, which is fine. Like that's fine for them. Um, But it was kind of difficult to make that connection. So it is like space and places is really important to consider like your spatial, you know what I mean? Because you don't want to be like right by a door or. Or like if you're doing traffic. it in your home, you don't want to be like, hi, come into my house and like lock the door behind them and be like, I read down in my basement. Come with me. Like, <laughs> right. Like, no, thank you. I got to <laughs> got to go wash my cat. I got to. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Not feeling safe there. Not feeling safe. No. I'm I'm looking at our at our little list here. There's oh, I like this one. Being mindful of your phrasing when delivering oh, yes. tough news or information. Sometimes we do sometimes something does come up in the cards that might be uncomfortable to try mm-hmm. and tell them. And it's at those points where we have to we have to number one. Be mindful, compassionate with our phrasing, but also not chicken out. Right. That can be hard to do. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, if it's like, you know, the cards, they're like, I'm having all these problems. I don't know why I'm having problems. And you throw down the cards and the cards are like, all of your problems are self-created. You are, in fact, the drama. And you're like, oh, okay. Um... <laughs> how do right. I tell this person? This? How do I tell like, them that they're the problem? Yeah. So it's, you have to just kind of be mindful, be compassionate, um, but you still have to do it. There's, there's, there's an art to being both compassionate and direct. Tact. Tact. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just being tactful. Um, yeah. I mean, you'll learn as you go. It's kind of like the way that I've done this podcast is like when I first started this podcast, I was like, I was scared shitless, but now I could care less. And I'm, I feel quite confident in doing the podcast, (laughs) but it just takes some time to deliver messages to folks and to have that tact and the, um, Mm -hmm. the appropriate words to use, um, and stuff like, uh, nonviolent communication skills can be Mm -hmm. helpful. Um, uh, understanding like, uh, what could be triggering to people, And, um, also just like kind of, you know, realizing like, how would you want to receive that information and how would Mm -hmm. it be comfortable for you? You know, that kind of thing. Um, for me, when I do this work, um, a lot of psychic information, I'm, I'm what they call clairsentient, which means it comes through as feelings. And so a lot of the times when I'm doing readings, I, I have lots of feels, um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so like for for me a lot of the time too like it's not uncommon for me especially for doing like a tarot reading in person if we're getting into like if i'm like okay we're about to like 
get waist deep here into this pool together. Um, it's not uncommon for me to be like, okay, hold my hand while we do this. And I reach across the table and they hold my hand and I'm like, here's the deal. And I'm like, I'm here with you during this. Here's, here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I'm feeling. And like, just kind of delivering that, but also knowing that like you are there with them, walking with them through this is is helpful a lot of the time too. Oh, I love that. Holding hands. That's really yeah. precious and really like reassuring. Yeah. Just like, we hey, live- I'm here with you. Right. Cause we kind of like live in a culture where it's like no touchy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like, I like that a lot. Yeah. So that's just a little, still a helpful thing. Just like, yeah, this is, we're about to get real deep here. Hold my hand. It's all going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Shall we shift gears to businessy? Oh, I love talking business. Let's do it. Let's get businessy. I need a blazer for those. Mm -hmm. I need a pantsuit. Did I say that right? Pantsuit? Yeah, pantsuit. (laughs) The hard part about going pro as a tarot reader is suddenly you're a business owner. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And that does that does put a cramp in things because all of us, we just want to read the tarot and we just want to be paid for it and and have that be the end of the day. But that is not the end of the day. No. Um, the end of the day is taxes. So, so many taxes. I, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to tell you right now, I just mailed off a check for seven grand this year for some taxes. Um, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be mailing off a nine grand check. Yeah here pretty soon if y'all didn't piece it together when you when you are an employee they take taxes out of your paycheck that they give you but when you employ yourself no one's taking those taxes out so as you're making money put a percentage of it aside to go to taxes later and do more than you think (laughs) yeah i do about 30 percent yep of my yep. of the income that I take, I set aside and put it into my business savings account. And I've been doing like a lump sum at the end of the year. But now I'm going to mm. start paying quarterly because it just just do quarterly. It helps you stay on top of your tax bill. Yep. It's just the best way to do it. Um, and I've been doing this since I was 23. Um, mm. Not pre- reading tarot professionally, but being self-employed since I was 23. It's just the best way to get things done is to pay quarterly. Uh, instead of that lump sum at the end of the year. Well, and that way too, like sometimes you like overestimate it and you pay them too much. And so sometimes you still actually do get a refund if you're doing quarterly. Yeah. Um, Not always sometimes, but highly, highly recommend at least getting like a sit down consultation with an accountant, someone who's just going to help you walk through the basics of it. Um, Trust me, having an accountant is worth it. Yes, it is a chunk of money, but also they make sure you don't like go to jail uh, for like accidental tax evasion. Yeah, you're paying for peace of mind and it's worth it. It is worth every penny. I hired an accountant like two years ago. I actually use Mm -hmm. Bench. Uh, It's online accounting and it's so easy to use and they take care of everything. And um. It's just worth it. So I don't have to sit there and think about organizing my books and making sure I put this expense in the right expense at column and all of these things. And the accountants just make things safer and easier. And they're professionals. They know what they're doing and they just help you out. Yes. 
bless accountants because I am not a tech savvy person. I don't got that QuickBooks. I don't do anything. I, I have the Kathleen Madigan approach to taxes where I just come in with a trash bag full of receipts that I set on their desk and then I burst into tears. They type some things into the computer and assure me I'm not going to jail. And so yeah. that's that's how that goes. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> if you are like me, please, please engage a professional person like and you know, whatever, go down to your local H&R block or whatever you got, like, you know, and engage mm-hmm. someone who who might know better. Um, and or keep if, those receipts, y'all. Yeah, keep your receipts. Or if you're like a complete weirdo and you're like a Virgo who loves to organize your books and accounting stuff, you can totally do it yourself through QuickBooks if you're totally if you're a weirdo like that. I don't understand totally. it. <laughs> I don't. I have God really heavy you. Virgo placements, and even that, I'm like, no, Mm-mm. nope, no, that's not a thing. No, nope, I'm not into it. And yes, keep those receipts. Keep all the receipts mm-hmm. for all the things for things you don't really think you need to keep the receipts for. Just keep them, and then forever and ever. That's the hard part. <laughs> so you actually have to keep them forever. Right. Because sometimes the IRS is like, hey, need to see the receipt for this thing from 16 years ago. And you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> but I think, doesn't QuickBooks have a feature where it keeps all of those for you too? Yeah. Like if you do online accounting, which like pretty much everything's online now, and like mm-hmm. your bank account, um, the receipts are usually held in your bank account. Um, and stuff. So say you like write a check for rent. A lot of the time, like my bank will, uh, photo, like, like a photo shot of it and like they attach it. So it's like, they automatically kind of like have a receipt attached. But, um, so far, like I personally don't save like paper receipts. If I go to Walmart to buy a bunch of paper towels for my soap making (laughs) business, like I don't save that receipt, but, um, it shows up in my bank account and I just write it off as it was a supplies. I mean, I could see where, you know, if like I got audited, God forbid, um, that I may want to save that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> knock on wood. Ah. Um, <laughs> the, you know, you might want to save that receipt. But for the most part, what I notice is that it's all done through my bank accounts and my, mm-hmm. my, uh, accountant goes through and organizes it for me. And if they have a question about something, they have me go through and they're just like, just tell us what this was. Mm-hmm. And I, and then I tell them, and you have to be honest, don't get that Ipsy subscription on your fucking bank account under your business checking account. <laughs> And say that it was a business subscription service. Right. Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> is this only is this only fan subscription for business? Why, yes, yes, it is. It's uh, for research. For research purposes. <laughs> could be. Could be. I don't know your business. It could be. Oh, that's hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah. But like, as long as there's a paper trail that you can follow, that you can go, look, this is the thing. This is, you have some sort of a proof. And similarly too, where you're kind of like running that all through your bank account. Similarly, all the money that's coming in. So, 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 so helpful to yeah. have that all go through one area too. So like when I first started this, I was like accepting Venmo and PayPal and this and that and like became an 
absolute nightmare to round up like, okay, how much money did I make through my Etsy? How much money did I make through my PayPal? How much money did I make through my Venmo? And then like chasing down like every scrap of money that you made over the year, like I'll run it all through one area right now. I'm running it all through my PayPal so that I can just see all my transactions, how much money has come in, everyone who's paid me, like all that stuff is just right there in one place is really helpful or running it through like a business, like bank account too, like a business yeah. specific bank account. Absolutely. Um, I know like through QuickBooks probably and at least through Bench that you can get apps that connect accounts. So mm. I get payment I get payments from three processors, PayPal, Stripe, and Shopify. Um, those mm-hmm. are where I get my payments and they're all connected. And so my accountant just gets fed information from these accounts and sees the um the revenue income and like gets it sorted for me. So it's like it's 20 what what year is it it's uh 2022 2022 oh boy i am in a time warp over here um there's the technology to make this easy you know yeah there is you don't know it might be 20 and though it might be 2022 here it is 1970 in that trailer with that oh my god it is yeah it is a 1970s trailer like the stove is like this gorgeous uh olive puke green it's beautiful oh i love an avocado stove i love it i love that and i'm i'm having the the wood paneling behind you is giving me like a fiona good flashback from american horror story just like naughty pan no (laughs) (laughs) um so you brought up something interesting too with um payment processors oh right stripe and we've been talking about paypal stripe um other ones that people like to use is like Square, um, all those things. Read the terms and conditions. Many of these, many of these do not support any kind of occult spiritual business. Nope. And if they find out that you are quote unquote fortune telling, then they will drop you and keep your money. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I had that happen to me with Stripe. They found out I was doing tarot readings. I hadn't fully, I I was just like flying under the radar. I was like, I'll be fine. I didn't read the terms and conditions. I had heard rumor of it, but I didn't know for sure because, you know, I don't like reading legalese. It's really difficult. But yeah, I did. I got the email one day saying, hey, we're shutting your Stripe account down uh, because you are doing fortune telling and it is a high risk business that we do not participate in. And I was like, hold up, like, what if can we work on this together? I was like, can what if I just stop doing tarot readings? They're like, yeah, if you remove it completely from your website and shut it down, we'll let you keep your Stripe account. Because I had other avenues of income coming through that Stripe account. It wasn't just Mm -hmm. tarot readings. So they actually allowed me to keep my account. I just had to shut the tarot readings down. Um, Mm -hmm. So there is they they. I have experienced that they have been lenient and understanding, mm-hmm. but you cannot do tarot readings with Stripe. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. to know. I, I have known several people who have ran into problems with that. So it's like, it's, and similar to, to reading the terms and conditions, learn your local laws. Yeah. Different areas, certain things are allowed, whether it's um, whether or not you're allowed to run your business out of your home um, you may need some sort of like permit or or you need to register your business a certain way or whatever it is. 
I think in certain states too, um, like quote unquote fortune telling is still illegal. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I think that's a thing. I'll have to look into that. But just kind of like make sure. Um, yeah. Because we live in certain... Oregon where pretty much everything goes. <laughs> We're just freewheeling out here in Oregon. Just <laughs> marijuana and guns. It's, it's going to be great. It's great. It's how we rock out here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, learn learn your local laws because certain things are different depending on where you live. And also certain types of language that you use can also get you into trouble. So mm-hmm. like people who take up like energy healing, there's all kinds of rules where it's like you can't like physically touch them and receive money for it because then that's like practicing massage without a license. Um, right. Or like you can't use words like cure or diagnose or things like that so just kind of just take a look around see if there's anything you need to be aware of with your local laws and see how some of that functions um yeah so definitely check that out i think my last thing here is we're circling back around to taxes because taxes ah taxes they'll, they'll get you they'll get you um Two things. Number one, kind of like what we're talking about with Stripe, um, the IRS may definitely stick you with a big old bill. But in my experience, too, the IRS has been very understanding. Um, the first time I got like a huge tax bill and I was like freaking out because I'm like, I can't pay that. They're like, that's cool. Let's do a payment plan. I'm like, okay. And they're like, how much can you pay a month? And at that time, I was like in college, this was years ago. And I was like, 20 bucks a month. And they're like, great. So for the next 30 years, you're paying 20 bucks a month. For this. Oh, like, I paid it off much sooner than that. Um, but it was, it was one of those things that's like, okay, the IRS doesn't really care as long as money is coming in. So mm-hmm. like, you know, it don't, don't panic. If you get a huge tax bill, you can, you can put it on a payment plan if you need to. And also a lot of us who are tarot readers or doing other mystic stuff, we are work from home people. Yeah. And when you work from home, you can game the system really hard because then a lot of stuff becomes a tax write off. Yeah. Things like your toilet paper, things like um, some of your cleaning supplies, things like that mm-hmm. are all suddenly office things. Yeah. Um, like uh, I have office coffee. And mm-hmm. uh, let me tell you, I buy premium coffee beans for my that office coffee. Shit. Yeah. I don't skimp on Mm-mm. coffee. Shout out to Yahats, yeah. Yeah, Yahats, if you're ever on the Oregon coast, um, please go to Green Salmon and support a lovely, wonderful, small coffee business. Um, fabulous food. F- the wor- Really the world's best coffee drinks I've ever had. It, it located in beautiful Yahats, Oregon. Also, they have free town-wide Wi-Fi. All what? towns should just have free Wi-Fi. Yeah, you just go to town and you got Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's, you're just crushing it out here. Right. I gotta go. I gotta go back there again. It's yeah, I know. I'm I'm here in Eugene right now and I'm going to Yahats tomorrow. I'm going to get my Cashmere Express coffee drink, decaf, because I'm pregnant. Um Cashmere I'm gonna, Express. It's called Cashmere Express. It's like cardamom. Cardamom and cinnamon and clove and oat milk and honey. Oh my gosh. That's hot. It's so good. I'm into it. Into it. Sexy. So y'all, 
game the system. Don't go to jail for tax issues. Yeah. Engage a professional accountant if you need to. Yes. Hire um, professionals. Go to your hats. Enjoy that Wi-Fi and coffee life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most importantly. Do witchcraft. Do it. Support for this podcast comes from our listeners. If you would like to support Invoking Witchcraft with a one-time donation, please go to invokingwitchcraft.com backslash donate. Or if you'd like to become a premium listener, join the coven at invokingwitchcraft.com backslash coven. There you'll get access to our exclusive Facebook group for discussion and connection, as well as access to occasional workshops. We hope to see you there.